This is the Search Hustle Podcast, where we pull back the curtain and share the methods, tools, and experiences that we handle every week as digital marketers working with SMBs, franchises, e-commerce, and startups to help them grow their business. So you don't have a big budget. That's all right. I've got some techniques for you. You merely need the right strategy. There are enough things that you can do in SEO, SEM, digital marketing that don't cost a lot of money. So here's the first things you might do. Do some keyword research. You're gonna have to get a tool. Google Keyword Planner, Ahrefs, SEMrush, Google uh, Suggest, Answer the Public, BuzzSumo, something. Get a tool, do some research, or just start putting queries in Google search bar and look what pops up and then look at those things and see what they're covering, what topics they cover in that document, what pages on those websites are winning for those topics. So that's some good keyword research. Doesn't cost a lot, just requires some hours. Perform on-page SEO. If you built your own website, which I hope you didn't, or your brother made it for you, which means you're gonna have to come hire us eventually. Hey, support family, I like that. My kid works for me, I get it but marketing is continually changing. So do some on-page SEO. Make sure you have one H1. Make sure you have H2s. Make sure you have headers before important content. Make sure you have important content. So look, content is king. You're not not gonna get featured snippets. You're not gonna get good Google placement with position zeros. If you don't have the content on the page, content is king. Fix your on-page, make your page fast, add some images that apply to that content and set some good headers. Work on technical fixes. You can scrape your website with a multitude of tools. One we love is Screaming Frog. Scrape it, see if there's some 404s, see if there's images over 100 KB, images without alt text, see if there's no header set, see if the meta title's not set, see if the meta description's not set. Take a look at all of these things and fix them on a page by page basis. Put it into document so you know what you have and then you can look at it from a holistic perspective or from a 30,000 foot view perspective and see what your whole website looks like. Build some links. Now this is anchor links from our own site, from other pages, relevant internal uh, anchor links within the body text of other pages, linking to other horizontal and vertical documents or having hub and spoke pages, a hub page covering um, topics in a summary form, linking down to pages that are more exhaustive. Also, finding places that are within your space. You might look for hubs, you might look for authorities, places that link out, places that link to. Look for those places and maybe do a guest posting. Maybe become a regular contributor. Find a way to get posts that link back to your property, no matter what space you're in. There's hubs and authorities out there in every space. And then plan ahead. If you don't have a plan, then it doesn't really matter which direction you're going because you have no clue where you're going. So make a list of all the pages. You could use an XML sitemap tool, you could use an export tool, you could use a scraper, here's some techniques. Put those URLs in a document and then in that document make a header, main headers, subheaders, sidebars, footer navs, and then figure out what and where you're linking to everything and nest it. 
here's level zero, your homepage, and here's level one, and here's level twos, and here's some level threes, so that you can kind of get a site architecture. You can make visual designs with visual tools, do whatever you need to see it from a visual perspective, and then start to figure out what's linking to what, so we know what's the most authoritative pages on our site because of our own internal links. A good tool you can use to find out your power is SiteLiner. SiteLiner will show you what page is getting the most internal links. So then once you've mapped out all the pages, then you're gonna map a head term. What is the main keyword for this page? Once we've mapped out that primary keyword, then we're gonna figure out how we can piggyback competitors. What are they targeting? Are they targeting a similar word, but their value proposition is a little bit different? And that's fine. We wanna target the keyword that's gonna match up against our users, because our users may be a little bit different. Well, how do we know our users? You have to have personas. You have to have avatars. You have to look at your five-star reviews, your one-star reviews. Look at what you're good at. Look at what you're bad at. Look at your competitors' reviews. Look at what they're good at. Look at what they're bad, bad at. Figure out where your value proposition is, and then figure out how to speak to those clients that you do really well with. If you don't know what head term a single page is supposed to hit, take a guess at it and then use Google Search Console to come back and figure out if you're getting it right. You're probably not. But the great thing is, you're gonna get a lot of data from Search Console, and everything is evergreen. Every page can be modified, changed, added to, iterated, improved upon, content flipped, 404 redirected to another page. It doesn't matter. This thing's a living document. Make sure you have your title tags at least right. I think one of the most important things according to our studies is the title tag. Make sure you've got your keyword in it. Make sure you're using a keyword planner. Make sure you're looking at Google Trends to see if language use is changing. And make sure you make your look at your region of the planet, right? Because people in New York are gonna be using different language than people in California and Australia and in Oklahoma. Find and map long tail variants. Once we have that keyword, that head term, then we wanna figure out, can this head term include other variations? And it can. It oftentimes can rank for hundreds of keywords. So we wanna try to figure out what long tail keywords we might also try to target with that post. Longer tail keywords often signal bottom of the funnel. People are ready to buy. People are telling you what they need in order to satisfy their needs. The more words gives more context. It helps the bots understand the user's intent better. Certainly we wanna to try to answer those things that are applicable to those pages on those pages. So optimize your page for the head term. Use Google's autocomplete. Use Google Suggest. Use the bottom of Google or just use Answer the Public. Answer the Public, you can pop in a one or two word keyword. It will tell you all the variations and then try to go through there and see what of those keyword questions or who, what, where, when, why, which of those are applicable and should be answered on your page? Certainly those BOFU questions, bottom of the funnel questions, and even some of the TOFUs should be answered in an FAQ section on that page. That way you can do some FAQ markup or a how-to markup or a Q&A markup. Doesn't matter. Just have some good content that allows for TOFU and BOFU queries that lots of people are going to be asking. Have the answers. Have the content. Using agency tools, you're gonna to be able to use an Ahrefs tool and look at what other competitors are writing. What are they ranking for? How are they ranking for that? Go and look from a, from a topical perspective. What topics are they covering on that page? Certainly, there's gonna be categorical topics, A, B, C, D, E. Within any given keyword or head keyword, there's gonna be topics that need to be covered to make your page the source. Make sure those things are covered. 
and then ranks for insights, right? You're gonna look at your GSC. You're gonna get the feedback from GSC. That's hugely important. Next, perform on-page SEO, right? So we're looking at our content, we're looking at our structure, we're looking at the code, we're adding schema markup. You're not gonna do keyword stuffing. If your head term is carpet, you might use that word to the tune of five to 8%, but if the head term is carpet cleaning, we certainly wouldn't want carpet cleaning to be in there five to 10%. The word carpet, maybe, which is a one word and really not targeted carpet, we're really modifying carpet with carpet cleaning. But then if we're geo-modifying the term of carpet cleaning in Denver, certainly we would wanna keep that phrase in the two to 4%. We don't wanna stuff it, but what? how can we say that without saying that? That's the trick. You wanna say that without saying that as many times as you can with synonyms, co-occurrences, what they're looking for. What does the user also need to know about carpet cleaning in Denver so that they can feel comfortable buying from that page? Those are the things we wanna talk about. Here's an example, breakdancing songs, b-boy history. If you go and look at this page, it search best breakdance songs in Google. And this is gonna be it, breakdancing songs. If you go to that page, you'll see, just search the word break you'll see all the variations of the word break being used. Using variations of, of words in our, in our keyword cloud or our phrase, that's clutch. That allows the bots to say, okay, there's, there's more. This, this word has been used in different versions uh, through time. And, and you want your document to kind of explain that evolution of the use of the word and how some people use it differently. Create irresistible title tags and meta descriptions. Your title tag needs to be a direct hit. So it needs to be the keyword, keyword cloud, and anything else that someone needs to know that this is the page that they need to hit to get what they're looking for, whether it's information, whether it's directions, whether it's the ability to transact with your website. You certainly need that to be a direct hit and you have to modify that, change it over time, put annotations in your Google Analytics as you change that because you can screw up the SEO of that page. You wanna look at your GSC, you wanna see what the GSC is showing that you're getting clicks against impressions, a, a decent click-through rate. Make those changes to the title tag, go through the content at the same time and try to weave in some of that language, do a full SEO audit, not just a title tag change. Go through and weave in some of that new language so that there's a density there. You have to have somewhat of a density. So that new target, put in your annotations. So you can see, are we getting a better click-through rate? I saw this volume of 50,000 impressions in the last month with just a handful of clicks. If I try to re-optimize for that, is it gonna give me more clicks? And then once I get those clicks, are those convertible clicks? Are those good clicks? Oftentimes, we're gonna get on a new bucket of, of, of leads or clicks, and then those clicks don't convert. So then you're like, okay, well, that was a missed keyword. Look, this is, this is part, art, part science. And then use descriptive URLs. You can have like 40 characters in your URLs, plus or minus 10. That's, that's what our research has found. They can be super long. That's a super long slug. So what we don't want though, we don't want beyond two levels, right? You've got your homepage level zero and then slash level one and then another slash level two and then another slash level three. Stay away from three levels. Stay within right off the root or one level and max two levels. And then optimize the characters that you're using in that slug to really explain what's on the other side of that link. If I click that link in the SERPs, what am I gonna get to? Add internal links. This is where we can tell bots what's on the other side of the link. 
This is where we wanna use an anchor text structure that really solidifies what's on the other side of these pages so that the bot, as it crawls our website and sees a new anchor, it can know what's over there. Of course, the text around that anchor is gonna matter. The content around that text around that anchor matters. The links above it and below it matter. The additional page that it's coming from or the website matters, whether this is from your own site or this is from other sites. All of this matters from, from relevance all the way to trust factor. All of these things matter. You can check your site's uh, internal links, your domain plus keywords. You can take check your anchor text. There's a lot of ways to just double check your own anchor text. Certainly, when other things link back to you, those anchor texts matter too. You wanna to pay attention to them, but sometimes you don't have any ability to even change those things. Work on technical fixes. There are always gonna be errors on pages. There are always gonna be recommendations from Google Lighthouse that you can fix. There are always gonna be recommendations from an Ahrefs audit or an SEM audit. There are always gonna be recommendations from Screaming Frog. Fix those things. Find a tool and slice your information and fix those things. And then slice it with another tool and fix those things. And then slice it with another tool and fix those things. This never ends. Google's gonna make a change. All of a sudden they're gonna want WebP on your site. And so all of a sudden you've gotta flip all your, your JPEG images to WebP. All of a sudden Google map is gonna take a half second to load. So you're gonna go to the footer on all your pages and you're gonna flip it out to a little G logo and just link from the address and get rid of the map because nobody even clicks it from a footer and it costs you a half second. So. These are technical fixes. As you learn, there's a 404 on the page or there's a page link into an HTTPS or there's a page link into a 301 and, and you're not linking down to the rel canonical. These are all technical things that you can continually work on and strengthen your pages. Make your site secure. If you don't have an SSL certificate, you have to get one. Now in our study, we found that people can still get people also ask or people also search or whatever those are. You can still get those even if your site's not HTTPS. That's crazy. Look, let's not be stupid. Every website that you visit needs to be HTTPS. The only reason it's not is maybe there's a mixed media error, okay? Don't be cheap. Don't go with GoDaddy. Their certificates are a pain in the butt. Go with someone that allows you to get those certificates that just renew on their own. A lot of great servers, a lot of great hosting companies. We can tell you about them. Just email us. Make sure your site loads fast. This is imperative. In our studies for people also ask inserts, we studied 100. 100 inserts, how did they get there? The majority of them were under two seconds, under two megabytes. And there was even another huge cluster under 1.5 seconds, under 1.5 megabytes. The faster you get up to a certain level, right? It, it, it doesn't need to be negative seconds. How is that possible, right? So the baseline is zero seconds. Well, that's not possible. You have something there to serve. And depending upon what they're using and what where you're hosting it, certainly make sure you're hosting it correctly in the right spots with fast servers around the country. But make sure the pages are optimized. What can you control on the front end? Make sure the pages are optimized. Make sure we don't, we're not serving a bunch of nonsense. Make sure we don't have hundreds and hundreds of calls from images that aren't adding to the storyline. So make sure your site loads fast. Build some links. Top three ranking factors. Links, content, rank brain. Do, do PRs if you have to. Do your own PRs. Reach out to people to get guest blogging options. L reach out to be a regular contributor. Try to answer some Quora questions and link to some of your resources. Certainly internal link from your other resources to these resources. You have to do that. But building links is very much important. I can tell you this. One of the easiest ways to do it is to build great content. 
Great content is like a link building engine. If you build really good 2000 word pieces that are exhaustive or hub spoke pieces where you've got a hub and then lots of horizontal content, those go a long ways for naturally building links. Community sites to build links, discussion boards, core, Facebook groups, Reddit, LinkedIn. There's a lot of places to build links that are natural. You don't want them to come across as fake or, or forced. You want them to be organic and you want them to have contextual relevance. We want them to be relevant. We want them to be strong. We want them to be good signals and not just garbage links that you see all over the place um, at the footer. Wow, this is a really great article. Come look at my web, my blog post on cars. What? You don't want that link. That's a bad link. Replicate your competitor's backlink. Great, use an Ahrefs tool. Find out what's linking to them. Go to those things. Once you find out what's linking to them, look in how they're linking to them. Go and see if you can also get a link from that resource. Certainly go and look at that resource and see what's linking to it to see if it's really even passing any authority, right? We wanna make sure that it's it's also an authoritative link even though our competitor has it. We also wanna vet those links and make sure that they're good quality anyway. So you could go look at your competitors, look at what links they have, go and look at those links, research them, see if they're high quality, and then hunt them down. This all takes human hours. This, this is a really, really tedious process. But if you keep it in a document and who you've outlinked reached to and what was a dead end and what might work out, you keep it in a, a document over time, you can actually make a dent. Plan ahead. If you don't know what direction you're going, then you're gonna get anywhere and cool, you got somewhere. One thing we like to tell people when it comes to SEO is it's like charting in, an, in a ship across the ocean. Every single day, you don't see the other side. You just follow the same rules over and over again. And on the last day of your journey, you finally see the other side. Okay, that's how SEO is. You have to plan ahead, do the same things, the same mix every day, and you're not gonna see the other side for the whole, the whole journey except for that last day when you finally do see the shore and then all of a sudden there's a tipping point, all of a sudden everything works. That's why you gotta work with good teams that know what they're doing, know how Google's changing, know how their software and what it's looking for and so and know what's good and know what SEOs are, uh, other SEOs are trying to abuse because that eventually is gonna be something that's gonna get squashed. Plan ahead. What you've done so far is to optimize your existing site for better rankings. The more pages you have, the more keywords for which you can rank. Target informational queries, transactional, informational directional queries. Create pieces of content that match searcher's intent. Have an editorial calendar. Understand where you're planning on going. Figure out all the topics that your website can cover and then figure out when they should be written and when they should be published. So that's SEO for small business owners. I'm William Nozak. We'll see you in the next module. Thanks for listening to the Search Hustle podcast. If you're interested in learning more about digital marketing and taking your knowledge to the next level, be sure to check out searchhustle.com, where we've got tons of free content, stuff that we use every week to market businesses, as well as our in-depth digital marketing course. Start your search hustle today at searchhustle.com.